The cold has gone from dangerous to deadly in Texas. At least four people across the state have died from winter storm Uri. Carbon monoxide poisoning killed a mother and a child trying to stay warm in their car. And two men were found dead from exposure to the cold in the Houston area. Nearly two months since a winter storm left millions of Texans in the dark, KHOU 11 energy analyst Ed Hurts says ERCOT's preliminary report on the cause of the outages has few answers. For yet another day of frigid temperatures and electricity shortages, uh, they also face another challenge, shortage of water. Millions of people across the state are dealing with disruptions in their water service because of problems at local treatment plants. Hi, my name's Evelyn, and I'll be working alongside with Alondra and Amaris, sharing both ours and locals' experience with the winter storm. Winter storm Yuri hit most of Texas February 14 and 15, 2021. Although the storm came as a surprise to many citizens of Texas, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo warned people to prepare for a major hurricane. The warnings were not enough to help citizens to prepare. It was blatantly obvious that Texas was not made for extreme cold weather. Texan residents had to deal with bursting pipes, no water to undrinkable water, and no power for days in freezing temperatures. Not only did this winter storm cause mass destruction to people's homes, but it also left us with no power and very little water. Having no power for a couple of days led to at least 57 people dead, mostly from hypothermia. Many homes were destroyed due to pipes bursting, causing water to leak into their homes, making either their ceilings or their floors get all soaked in water. Miss Gilbert, one of our teachers here at Impact, Give us her experience on how the winter storm affected her. I started off by asking Ms. Gilbert if she had to leave Baytown or her home due to the storm. I didn't go out of town, but we didn't stay at our house because we didn't have electricity or anything like that. So I stayed with my aunt for the whole week. I also wanted to know if she had any damages and what could have prevented those damages. Yes, we didn't have power for the entire week of that winter storm. And then we did have a pipe burst in our mm -hmm. master bathroom, which caused us to have to redo the entire master bathroom mm -hmm. and our master closets. I could have actually turned the water off to the entire house instead of doing the faucet drip because that ultimately is what caused the burst pipe is having any kind of water in there. Um, so if I would have turned the water off to the entire house instead of the drip, but ultimately losing electricity for that amount of time mm -hmm. of our house getting that cold caused the pipe to burst. Yes. And so there's a lot of things that could have been prevented. I mean, we could have had a different type of piping but that's yeah. very expensive, you know. They're mm -hmm. old, our house is like 13 years old, so. Um, but the electricity company, they knew mm -hmm. well in advance that they could have prevented all of this from yes. happening. Miss Gilbert was just one of many who had to leave their home just to keep warm. It's not right that many people had to suffer extreme cold weather and not be able to even take a shower without being cold. I remember me and my family stayed in the car for a whole day. We were lucky the first day, which was February 14, because we woke up to snow, but we still had power, so we were really warm. That whole day, we had very little water, though. I remember we filled out one of our restroom tubs with water, and my mom got, like, buckets of water and, like, warmed them up, 
and we went to the other restroom and we took showers with like a Tupperware or like a cup and just pouring it on our heads. We parked the car in our driveway and we took blankets some snacks and we just watched movies to pass time. It got really warm in the car to the point where I took off one of my many layers of clothes so I wouldn't be so hot anymore. We knew that carbon monoxide poisoning had sadly taken the life of a mother and her child who didn't know that you're not supposed to keep a vehicle on in a confined space such as a garage because carbon monoxide poisoning is deadly. They were only trying to stay warm like we did. Honestly, something I didn't think of until after this event was how friends, neighbors, and the community came together to help each other. We had our neighbors ask us if we wanted to spend the night at their place because they had backup generators. And after the storm, many organizations came together to help those who needed it. Alondra will tell us what was done here in Baytown to help others. Despite Winter Storm Uri hitting our community hard, Baytonians are always down to help. The Ministry of Iglesia Cristo Viene was doing everything they could to support the community through food distributions and other projects. Hearts and Hands of Baytown is also a lovely organization that helped the community during the aftermath. Rincon, the director of Hearts and Hands of Baytown, said Fa Faith Family Church, Living Hope Baytown, St. Mark's United Methodist Church, Hillside Church, Lee College, and Anahuac ISD all quickly responded and pitched in. With help from partners and over 200 volunteers, Hearts and Hands of Baytown distributed 116,000 pounds, which is equivalent to 96,734 meals to 1,800 families via five drive through distributions. Rick Davis, Baytown City Manager, was kind enough to answer our questions about the aftermath here in Baytown. Mr. Davis set up a Zoom meeting where Alondra asked one of Amherst's many questions, which was, what were the damages caused to the city and what was the average cost of repair? Uh, you know, most, most of what we incurred, I think, was at Pirates Bay, mm -hmm. our, our water park. Oh. Uh, that definitely had some, some damage to it, and I don't know the precise number. But I would ballpark it right around between forty and, and sixty thousand uh, dollars of work that we had to have done. There's about a quarter million dollars of lost vegetation that the city incurred as a result of the freeze. A quarter million dollars of loss in vegetation as a result of the freeze is just crazy. We continue to ask him what is being done to both prevent and ensure that this doesn't happen again revealed some things that we need to do to protect us against the next storm. One thing that we learned that if it gets cold like that again, we'll start our generator before it hits. So our generator will be going during the storm and we won't be depending on it starting at the coldest period. Well, aside from the generator, because we can't always depend on it to work, he tells us about something new being done because of the freeze. The primary reason why uh, we were not able to start our water production was because our chemical feeds had frozen. So we're actually going through a process right now of insulating our chemical feeds so that it's unlikely that that will ever happen again. Uh, we have a new water plant that we're just about to um, uh, start using out in the northeast part of town and all those chemical feeds have been built inside a building 
But the ones at Thompson, and this is a 40-year-old uh, water plant, the one at Thompson, uh, that, that never anticipated cold weather like this. And the chemical uh, storage tanks and lines are out in the cold, are out in the weather. This new water plant that they're going to use is supposed to help us in case of another cold front or even a hurricane. One of the last things we asked was what can be done if we lose power again. Talking about making sure that Centerpoint and ERCOT consider water facilities like ours to be essential, which means you don't turn the power off you don't turn the power off to hospitals, right? You don't turn the power off to water plants. That, that's very, very important. Expose some vulnerabilities to our water system. I think having the extra water plant is going to help, but that's only initially gonna produce six million gallons per day. So even at that, that's still, we're still gonna depend a lot on that, that Thompson uh, water plant. So at home, what people can do, uh, is always be prepared for losing power here because we're in Hurricane Alley. Yes. And it doesn't take much of a wind to blow in and knock out our power. Uh, I, wish, I wish we had one thing that we're trying to do is underground more lines. As we build new developments, we're putting our power lines underground. But what citizens can do, I think, is uh, really make sure that uh, they have a plan but when they lose power. Winter Muri was a surprise to us Texans, not because we didn't know it was coming, but because we didn't know what to expect. Here in Texas, we don't get extreme cold weather, let alone snow. Winter Muri left many burst pipes, multiple cities without power, and little to no water. All of this took place during a pandemic. Some of us are lucky to say we have fully recovered, but that just means we wait until next year. Thank you for listening. This was Evelyn, Alondra, and Amaris.